They returned every day at the same time to the same place. A podcast by Martin Spangberg. Episode 20. Nicholas. In an interview with Nicholas Serota from 2006, the German painter Gerhard Richter is asked how it at a certain moment happened that he started to create the so-called out-of-focus paintings. The interview is from a documentary and in this particular section Richter is sitting in an oversized, way too fancy sofa. It's so oversized that even though Richter is the world's most famous painter, he really looks tiny. One can sense from the tone of Sorota that he is really looking forward to a juicy response that will touch upon art historical mysteries or secret conflicts nobody knew about circulating in the Cologne art scene in the late 60s or something. Richter dressed more like a Chinese worker than a art world superstar touches his nose and changes, changes position and then after a slightly too long pause says well you know at that time it was possible adding a somewhat awkward smile both generous and innocent I can't recall what happened afterwards, but it doesn't matter. The answer is intriguing enough as it is. What first comes to mind is that Gerhard Richter is just another arrogant asshole that obviously and under no circumstances would reveal anything, especially nothing that in any way could smudge his genius. Gerhard Richter doesn't get inspiration. He is inspiration in its most pure form. If Mr. Richter ever gets inspired from somewhere else than himself, it is from God and God only. Such a reading implies Plain and simply that Gerhard Richter is a shit. But what about a different interpretation? Perhaps Richter said something more than about focused or out of focus paintings, but instead touched upon something central to aesthetic production in general. It was possible. Doesn't that mean that there were no reasons? Or, for that matter, no, no reasons. It was just possible. 
and I, that is Gerhard Richter, did it. Just did it, out of focus. Uh, of course, after the fact, art historians or critics can make up a thousand feasible narratives, do their detective work and track it all down to some childhood trauma or a revenge plot, technical development, a Marxist unpacking of a historical moment, or why not just blame capitalism? Neoliberalism wasn't really invented at the time, so capitalism will have to do. But what if there were no reason or no no reason for real? It was possible, proposes that contrary to other kinds of decisions or unfoldings, aesthetic judgment or decisions doesn't necessarily have anything to do with causality. Aesthetic judgment, what green color to choose, is not a matter of probability, at least not in its entirety. You ask a painter or whatever artist why that one there and most probably the answer will come across as, as rather silly, if not even stupid. Why that color over there? Well, because, you know, yeah, or... Maybe something about emotions, feelings, energy or inner necessity. It could be no other way. There was no... There was no negotiation or probability. What Richter, the old modernist, or not, says is that aesthetic judgment is beyond reason or rationale. It can be analyzed, but some part of it moves beyond probability and measure. One could also say that aesthetic judgment is self-referential because it refers only to itself as itself, and that the experience of taking such a decision, whatever that is in the studio in front of the easel, or in the exhibition space, or museum, or on stage, is not the experience of taking a decision, but to make, or rather to produce or generate a decision where there previously where there was no space available to make a decision aesthetic judgment is to produce a space where a new kind of decision can be taken since the aesthetic experience is self-referential, the outcome of this production is contingent and thus is the experience not of making a decision, but of making a decision with a big D, which since this experience by necessity is empty 
means to experience oneself as potentiality. Perhaps that is the underlying that determination that all aesthetic production comes down to. The feeling of generating a decision for no particular reason and to be touched, however gently, by potentiality. With a different set of words, perhaps what Richter said is that in aesthetic production, just because it is formulated around contingent decisions, hope resides. They returned every day at the same time to the same place. A podcast by Martin Spangberg, initiated and curated by Francesca Verga. Special thanks to Christer Spangberg, Emilio Rustling, and Sidney Barnes. Deepest gratefulness to Francesca Verga and her team in Milan, without whom this series would never have seen the light of day. <laughs>